0: My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, are you ready? I I realized much to my chagrin yesterday that we have two weeks left, essentially, to get ready. And as you look throughout our country, you are going to discover various people in various states of being ready. Some people, have their trees up and everything's decorated everything's looking brilliant some people will be going to get their tree next weekend and hope they still have time to set it up some people you can drive by their house and their house is lit up brilliantly and some people are waiting for a warm weekend to finally come around to put up their lights some people You can walk into their house, and you are greeted with the glorious, wafting scent of homemade cookies. And other people are sitting there waiting in anticipation for the day that their house will also smell like homemade cookies. We find ourselves in the midst of of two weeks of, of frenzied preparation. Two weeks of getting ready. Two weeks is all we have left And it's in the midst of that hustle and bustle of this preparation that Isaiah gathers you around himself. And Isaiah urges you to pause. And Isaiah urges you to consider the purpose behind all this preparation that you are putting together. Because here in the midst of, of preparation, Isaiah pauses and he urges you to ponder the comforts that he proclaims. Because that's what Isaiah is doing today. Isaiah is proclaiming comfort to God's people. He's proclaiming comfort to people who are languishing in their sin. He's proclaiming comfort to people who have found themselves rebelling against God. He proclaims comfort to those who are broken-hearted, Comfort to those who are distressed. And he does so with three, well, four simple words. Comfort, comfort, my people. And as he speaks these simple words, he points out three reasons why the comfort that he proclaims, the comfort he proclaims to my people is the comfort that you also have. Isaiah begins right away. He says, A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. Isaiah starts off by, by leaving the man who is proclaiming this message or mystery. Because He doesn't want us to think about the person who is proclaiming this message right now. He wants us to think about the message. It's a time of preparation. And the message is about preparing, as though you're preparing a road. Now if you've driven down 43 any time in the past year, you know that a road takes a lot of preparation before it's finally complete. It takes a while to prepare the surface, to lay that roadbed so that you can drive on it without seeing any orange cones wherever. Well, the work of this messenger is no different. He has come to prepare a road, only the road he is preparing is not the interstate system, the road he is preparing is the human heart. But just like the the interstate system, the human heart takes a lot of work and a lot of preparation and a lot of building so that it is ready to receive. So it's prepared. And so the messenger comes to address that human heart. The messenger comes to cut down the haughty, are overconfident in themselves and because of their ego think that they can stand before God and and show God what they've done and somehow impress God but Isaiah also comes to fill in the low places he comes to make the road level and so Isaiah, Isaiah serves to to fill in those potholes of despair And he comes to repair those cracks of depression. And he comes to straighten out those grooves that come from from continued weary trudging through life. And he comes to repair all those things because he wants people to be ready to see the glory of the Lord. He wants people ready to see the Savior who is coming. And so he speaks a message of comfort. And he repeats the comfort in, in, in three ways. Just in case we miss it the first time and just in case we miss it the second time. He wants to make sure we really get it by the third time. And so he says to you, your hard service has been completed. You see that, that heart that's broken... That heart that sits in anguish, that heart that has those potholes of despair in it, that, that is a heart that at times is burdened by conscience. A conscience that sits there like an angry judge saying, you should have done this. Why didn't you do that? It's a heart burdened by a conscience that sits there and, and, and tries to say to you, you need to do better. You need to be perfect. You need to be holy. And then he flips a switch, but you're not. You weren't able to stay holy. You weren't able to be perfect. But Isaiah in his word of comfort comes to you and says, your hard work is accomplished. Your conscience is able to be quiet because the one I'm sending is going to do that work that you are unable to do. The Savior that I bring is going to accomplish what you have left unaccomplished. And then he adds, your sins have been paid for. You see, that's that's why the Savior is coming. He's coming to remove your guilt. He's coming to take away your sin. And so you have that conscience, and that conscience is pushing down on you and telling you to do more and more and to be holy. And and you sit there and say, I can't be holy. And Jesus comes and he says, but I forgive you. And I've removed your guilt. But then then Isaiah adds the, the, the clincher to the comfort he gives. He says, you will receive double from the Lord for all your sins. And, and you first hear that, and, and, and maybe you think, well, that sounds like a, a threat. But that's not the way Isaiah intends it. Isaiah doesn't say this to threaten you. He, he, he says this to show you the blessing that you will receive in your Savior. Because you remember that conscience of sitting there saying, be holy. And you remember that conscience that says, you're not doing enough, you're not doing enough, you need to do more. Well, when Jesus comes, not only does He accomplish that work that that you are unable to do, not only does He remove your guilt and forgive your sins, but Jesus also comes and clothes you with His righteousness. So that not only does your God declare that your sins are forgiven, He declares you to be holy. He declares you to be righteous because Christ has put His righteousness on you. And so that demand that our conscience has to be holy, to keep striving to do better and better and better, that demand is finally silenced because Christ comes and he removes your guilt and cloaks you with his righteousness and says, now you are holy because I have given my holiness to you. Now you heard in 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 the Gospel from Mark, that John the Baptist is the messenger that Isaiah was talking about in these verses. John the Baptist is the one who came to prepare the people of Israel for the coming of Jesus, to make make that way smooth so that as the people came, they would hear Jesus, and they would believe in Jesus, and they would receive Jesus. And yet, even though John the Baptist has now gone to be with his Savior, The substance of the message that he proclaimed, the substance of the message that Isaiah speaks to you is a message that continues to need to be heard day after day after day. And it's a message that needs to be heard not just in our own hearts, but it also needs to be heard in the hearts of the people who are around us. You see, you become the messenger. You become the one who is able to explain comforts, comforts my people. Because even though we find ourselves in a time of preparation, even though we see a time where where the trees are put up and the lights are put up and everything looks so beautiful, even though we live in a time where where the smells of Christmas starts to linger around in our homes, sometimes all of that glitter all of that decoration all of that joy have a way of covering over what is really going on in the heart because underneath all of that decoration there can still be hearts that are trembling and underneath all that decoration there can be still be hearts that are lost in loneliness there are still hearts that are struggling because they can't live up to the perfection that they ought to be living up to There are hearts that are still in anguish because even though everything seems so cheerful, it doesn't just seem right to them. And so in the midst of the decoration, in the midst of the preparation, in the midst of getting everything ready, there are hearts that are troubled. And there are hearts that are in anguish. And there are hearts that have those potholes that need to be filled in. Because their heart screams in anguish and their sorrows are lingering, and life seems to be one endless, cloudy day after another. But you become the messenger who has that message of comfort to those hurting hearts. You can be the one that goes to them and says, your hard service is completed, and your sins have been paid for. And you have received from the Lord's double for all your sins. Because not only is it your hearts that needs to hear this. Not only is it your hearts that needs to ponder this. Your neighbor's hearts does too. And you are able to share the comfort that you have received. And you're able to share the comfort you live with. As you take those words of comfort and, and share it to the hurting hearts that's next to you. Or share it to the hurting hearts that you work with. Or share it to the hurting hearts that is your neighbor. As Isaiah announces this message and the substance of your comfort, he also makes a promise to you. He reminds you of, that, 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 that there's no expiration on this message. And, and he uses a unique way of, of, of doing it. Perhaps you've noticed when you're going through a bad time, someone will, will send you a card, and, and in that card they'll say, thinking of you, or I'm praying for you, or, or maybe they, they remind you of something that, that you did for them in the past that makes them smile, or, or, or something that you did together that reminds you of a good time. And, and you open that card and you read it, and what do you do? You start to smile, and it lifts your spirit for a moment. But, but what happens? After a time, after you've opened the letter, after you've had a chance to think about it, then, then things seem to go back to the way they were. And even though you were lifted up for a moment, the comfort that that card gave you, that, that comfort starts to fade away. Well, the comfort that God gives you is a comfort that doesn't fade away. THE COMFORT THAT GOD GIVES YOU IS NOT SOMETHING THAT'S GOING TO DISAPPEAR. NO, HE COMES TO YOU AND HE SAYS, MY WORD IS GOING TO REMAIN FOREVER. MY PROMISE IS GOING TO REMAIN FOREVER. AND SO EVEN THOUGH YOU LIVE IN A WORLD WHERE IT SEEMS LIKE THINGS ARE GOING TO PASS AWAY, EVEN THOUGH YOU LIVE IN A WORLD WHERE NOTHING SEEMS PERMANENT, THAT EVERYTHING IS CHANGING, THAT that MEMORIES ARE FADING, God says, my word is going to remain and my comfort is going to remain because my promises will always stand. My promises will not disappear. Finally, Isaiah draws your attention not not just to the message of comforts and not just to the certainty of your comforts, but he also draws your attention to the guarantee God makes. Earlier this week, I, I saw uh, the post office posted their mail-by dates. Those, those dates where if you put your package in the mail by this date, they guarantee it'll be there by Christmas. And, and you look at that and, and you, know, you know what's going to happen. You know that, that if you get your package in, they'll have it there. And if you procrastinate just an extra hour past closing, it's not going to be there. As Isaiah draws you to the comforts that God gives you, he also draws you to the guarantee, the assurance that you have that everything that God says will take place. And he does that as he says to you, here is your God. Your God himself is going to step into history to ensure that you receive this comfort your God is going to be the one who ensures that everything comes to pass and He does that because He has the power to do that He has the power not only to make the promise to you but to fulfill that promise as well He has the power not only to assure you of that comfort but to be your comfort as well and He reveals that power, that glory of the Lord as he cloaks that power in flesh and blood and as he sends his Son into the world to be your Savior. But he also guarantees that just as he sent his Son into the world to rescue you, that he will send his Son again. And his Son will gather you together as a shepherd gathers his flock to himself. And, And that's how we continue to prepare ourselves. See, our preparation isn't limited to the next two weeks and, and then it's all over. Our, our preparation focuses also to the coming of Christ on the last day. And when Christ comes on that last day, we will see God's guaranteed promise fulfilled completely. Because on that day, the Lord is going to shepherd us into his kingdom where there will be no more tears, and there will be no more anguish, and there will be no more loneliness. On that day the, the Lord guarantees that the old order of things that we see now that will pass away and we will be holy and we will see that we are holy because we will reflect the glory of God in whose presence we stand. And he guarantees that to you because you have received his son and you have believed his son and you prepare yourselves to see his son come once again. Isaiah comes to you with a message of comfort. Prepare yourself for the coming Lord. The Lord is coming. He's coming as he forgives your sins. He's coming as he gives, makes you holy. And because you have this comfort yourself, you are able to assure the people around you that God is faithful to his promise and that God will come just as he said. And God guarantees the comfort that he proclaims to you will be their comfort and your comfort forever. Amen.